Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast. And what that means is I prepare uh, these little stories that we improv our way through. But all that preparation is merely a framework. It's merely the sides of a maze and the the way that we go through that maze the choices that we make along the way and the actual content of the story itself isn't made up by me at all but by my three amazing friends who are also players and let's meet them now hi there i'm sebastian kinder and i play eric miller a musician magician with a troubled past there are a lot of people who forgot who Eric is. His uh, family is the most notable of all these because all the bad guys seem to remember me, which I wish they wouldn't, especially in the situation I am in right now. <laughs> That's true. That's a very tricky situation. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Nadine Kuhn and I play Sassley. She is a pixie elf with wings that don't fly and a punch with a plus one. And all that Sassley wants is... Actually, she has a lot of wishes, so never mind. <laughs> hey! Come on, hey. <laughs> well, good day, everybody. Uh, it's Lucas Fisher speaking, also known as Jasper Casper, who is a human wizard from the non-magical world. And all the Jasper wants is try and find a place to belong. And I'm very positive that we will be able to help him. Thank you, Ruprecht. You're Miss, Mrs. McGonagall. <laughs> no, I just wanted to sound rich. Oh, it was Mrs. McGonagall. I'm pretty sure. Or was it? Well, then perhaps in a map. So you, Mr. <laughs> Weasley, will find the way to the room. <laughs> As I call her, McGargoyle. Like, oh, why? McGonagall is the best. I don't know why. We have nicknames for all of the teachers. <laughs> the Doobadobble. Doobadobble. No, you have to go for the Dutch name. It's called Albus Pegamentos. Mr. Pegamentos. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Ooh, I, I feel pregnant from that name already. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we are back here together and we are ready to see where <laughs> this adventure is going to take our players today. I'm not going to lie there. I I've said it before. I've said, ooh, they're in a bit of a tight spot. But this might be the tightest of spots which they have found themselves in. But more on that later. What we're going to do first is we're going to play, I believe it is our third time of rapid fire realness. And I'm going to ask our three players to get into character, and I'm going to ask them some rapid-fire questions. We might do this once or two more times. I have so many questions. I have such a long list of questions, and I find it really fun, so we'll see when I get bored of it. Maybe never, uh, but I will run out of questions eventually. So definitely, at some point, we'll stop. But not now. I'm excited to see what our characters have in store for us today. And let's get into it. So who's up first? Um, I guess that would be me. All right, Eric. So are you ready for your rapid fire questions? Uh, kinda. I'm conscious right now. So yeah, I am. <laughs> In life, you are. I'm conscious. That's all I need. It's <laughs> a good answer. <laughs> right works. now, Eric is conscious. In our <laughs> gameplay, he is not. He is quite unconscious. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm like, no, you have to be the state that you are in the game. So just silence on your end for every question. <laughs> no, okay, here we go. So, Eric, sourdough or wheat? Ooh, wheat. Would you rather cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? 
Oh, that, that's, that's, oh, I need to decide. Okay, let me think about it. Panda penguin, panda penguin, panda penguin, uh, panda penguin. That, I, I take the panda. Panda lives where it's warm. <laughs> that's a good answer. Would you want to live forever? No. So many homeworks. What's for dinner tonight? For dinner tonight? I was actually thinking about, you, you know, that this uh, stick bread? I guess if I could get Jasper to make a fire, I could try to make that. Stick bread? Is that like baguettes or like breadsticks? No, no, no. It's like you, you, you have the, the dough for the bread and you put it on a stick and then you hold it over a campfire. What? <laughs> you just blew my American mind. Really? You don't have that? Stockbrot? <laughs> it's like when you are sitting around, like a, around a bonfire and you just put a piece of bread on a stick. Yeah. And then you just roast it. Well, that is the quick intervention we have now. If you are a show listener, please write in somewhere to us and tell me if you know what they are talking about. <laughs> uh, because I am sure that most Americans listening know that when you sit around the campfire, you roast marshmallows, not bread on a stick. Of course, Americans do that. It's like super sweet, super delicious, and not like Germans. They're like, we have to be practical. It fills our stomachs, and yeah, it's not too bad. We're all gonna make bread, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we we toast marshmallows, put them on a piece of chocolate, put that piece of chocolate between two like sweet crackers, and eat it like a sandwich. <laughs> I love it about America. I love that. Every time I'm there, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a candy store. Like the whole country is a candy store. Why would you eat bread when you can give your yourself diabetes <laughs> while you're camping because germans love bread we are crazy about our bread i could yeah. eat bread all day absolutely <laughs> so funny. and if you're not crazy about german bread then you've never tasted german bread before so come and visit our beautiful country sorry i'm sorry <laughs> okay back to eric <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> eric your final question how many pull-ups can you do in a row pull-ups in a row i never tried are pull-ups similar to letdowns I don't know how many of those I can do, but pull-ups, uh, let's see, maybe a hundred, three, four, somewhere there. I think that's realistic. <laughs> that's a fair answer. I think that was modest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. So next up is Sassafras. It might be Mike. All right, Sass. Sassly. Here we go. Sassafras, what is that? Sassafras, what's your dad? That's what your dad calls you. I can call you that. I'm your friend. Yeah, but you're not my dad, Michael, and you will never be. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that hurt my feelings, but it didn't have to. Um, okay, Sasley, what is your favorite type of tea? I don't drink tea. Are reindeers real creatures? Yes. Don't you know Rudolph? Cake or pie? Both. <laughs> How many times did you sneeze in the last seven days? 221 times. Whoa, that's <laughs> a lot of times. I had an allergy, but I tried to make it not happen in the adventures because I don't want to bother the listeners. Oh, that's really nice. Guys, sadly, <laughs> as that sneeze 220 times off screen. That means <laughs> <laughs> she's doing nothing at night but just sneezing and she needs a doctor. Sassley, do you like the word dapper? Dapper. 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 I kind of like it. Okay, we'll take that. That's a yes. All right. <laughs> Jasper, you're up. Hold on. That was it. That was it. I want more questions. Oh, man. Fine. Sassly, paper or plastic? Paper. Thank you. Okay, you got one more question. <laughs> you have to save the environment. My mother, Rosemary Nature Spring, she tries to save the environment. 
tried to buy us. No, tried Jasper. to buy her. Jasper's up. Okay, here we go, Jasper. Are you ready for rapid fire reader list? Yes. Yeah, trade. Okay, Jasper. Jasper, big dogs or small dogs? <laughs> small dogs. Uh, say good day, mate, in an Australian accent. Good day, mate. That's <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> I can do Scottish as well. Good day, mate. Wow. <laughs> You are talented. That Scottish uh, guy was uh, drunk. <laughs> I guess you can live in Scotland but not sound Scottish. How often is it healthy to cry? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. He's a feeler. Uh, what is your favorite carb, Jasper? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes? Well, I think we just answered that question. It's bread. Bread for everyone. Oh, I cut all of that oh. so they don't know. Well, <laughs> bread. <laughs> if you could ask God one question, what would it be? Um, so where do you buy your shoes? <laughs> okay, final question of the day. Slightly stale Haribo or fresh circus peanuts? Oh, circus peanuts. All right, Circus Peanuts it is. They're in the mail already. Thank you all so much for this round of Rapid File Reading Us. You can return to being yourselves for approximately the next 30 seconds. And in that time... <laughs> Great, Sassley's sleeping. <laughs> Hopefully Nadine's awake. Oh, sorry. And that was actually Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Nadine's sleeping. Hopefully, Sassley's awake. Sassley's awake. I'm on no, it. No, you're not. You're actually asleep. And you're face to face with the powerful and evil Connect Ruprecht, just as Jasper is face to face with Connect Ruprecht. In his dream, you are having similar experiences, but you couldn't be farther apart. And where is Eric, you ask yourself? Nowhere good. We're not exactly sure where he is, but it's not good because he did manage to uncover the identity of the traitor among the faculty of Neudrachenberg. The dream manipulator. Loris Fulivre himself. And uh, that did not end well. And we will catch you all up on that in just a moment. But all I can say right now is I can't wait to find out where this is going. So without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK. We are rolling. And I want my tin open up back. Last time on JK, we are rolling. We shieldless decided to prepare ourselves for the upcoming tournament for the crystal by going directly to the dining hall. While we ate and restored ourselves, Sassley also collected some necessary food materials needed to make some powerful potions. Next, we headed off to find our allies from Bear Shield, who were really happy to see us return safely. Apparently, they have been working hard to spread nice rumors about us to combat some really ugly rumors being spread by Wolfshield. Jasper and I thought it was important to repay their kindness with a bit of a heads up about the upcoming tournament. I pulled Leela aside to tell her about it and she promised to see what her friends could do to help when the time comes. Sassley then tried to find out about Leela's necklace charm, but she was mostly just really awkward and ran away when Leela brought up actual being friends. That was our cue to head back to our common room and try our hand at making some potions to prepare for the tournament. Jasper successfully made two potions for us. 
a butterbrew and the expert level Elberich's evil, a potent poison. After a long day, it was time for sleep. As Jasper dreamt, he seemed to become aware of himself in a dark and far-off location. This had happened before, but this time he was able to separate the confused voice there from his own and identify it. Could he be communicating somehow with Skevius McCrevious himself? He wasn't given time to find out before he was face to face with Knecht Ruprecht, gleefully trapping him in a dream. Sassley dreamt as well, once more of being Perta, flying with her sisters to the home of the ancient humans. Sassley saw the ancient elfin teaching and guiding ancient humans in the ways of magic of civilization. It seemed even Perta herself guided the human leader. But Sassley too was then sucked into a foul dream and faced down by Knecht's laughter. I stayed awake and sensed the dark presence targeting my friends in their sleep. I used my violin and the magic of its amber to follow the source of that magic within Neudrachenberg. Through an incredible blast of magic, I found the person casting this evil spell. Louise Fouliver, our history and anthropology teacher. He was too strong for me, though sending my consciousness zooming back toward me, knocking me out and leaving me prone on the castle lawn. Hey, uh, is it just me or is it cold out here? So, there you are. At the end of the last episode, Eric rolled a series of dice to trace back the magical lines that he had been able to discover creeping into your common room, breaking through the magical defenses somehow, and latching on to his friends. Eric rolled once to follow the strain of magic that was connecting to his friends like a parasite and allowing this dark presence to supercharge their connection to the shadow realm the line was connecting somewhere within the castle but it had an incredibly strong magical current flowing toward his friends eric has used this power several times he's kind of followed a line with no magical current before uh like uh sassley's line that goes into the Shadow Realm, that was quite easy. He's followed lines with a slight magical current, some kind of magical pushback there, like when he investigated uh, the sapphire that was holding back Anna Casper's memories. But he's never tried to fight against a magical current that was going directly against him, and he did successfully roll to do this. He managed not to wake Sassley and Jasper with his violin playing, and his power even should have stopped working as soon as he left the common room and the radius of the purple crystal which powers the amber of his violin, which is currently in Sassley's invisible hidden bag. And it would have stopped working if Eric had not rolled a natural 20 to push forward with his magic against all odds, against the powerful current of magic, sending his consciousness along the string into Bear Shield quarters. Unable to help himself while he was channeling this incredible strength of magic just flowing through him, Eric traced the line of magic slowly by foot as well, landing somewhere near the front of the castle on the lawn. One more powerful swell of magic and another successful roll later, Eric finally crashed with his consciousness into the room of the source of the dark magic. 
Loris Fulivre's office. With a powerful, magical awareness, Loris seemed to notice Eric's magical presence. Snap his consciousness back into his body with a violent push, hitting Eric and leaving him semi-conscious on the cold ground outside Neudrachenberg. I do want to say what's interesting about this is Eric has been able to sense and follow this dark presence before, before he had his violin, but then he had to follow it physically. So each step of the way he had to decide, do I want to continue following and, and finding this, this dark line of magic that is coming into our room by using his violin, a much more powerful tool, he kind of took away his ability to go step by step and instead zoomed his full consciousness directly into the presence of the caster. Was that smart or not? Uh, we leave it up to you, our dear listeners, but that is what has happened. But before we catch up with Eric, let's return to the dreams of one Sassley Mary Nature Spring. Now, Sassley and Jasper had both been off having their own dreams. Now that Eric has seen it, he kind of understands what it is. This connection that is being sent into your room is supercharging the connections that you have with the Shadow Realm. And Jasper and Sassley just happen to have strong, already existing connections to the Shadow Realm that are being supercharged by this kind of parasitic line that's being sent into their room. So this might explain the strange dreams that Sassley and Jasper occasionally have. Clearly the reason for this parasitic line of magic, this spell, this ritualistic dark magic, is not to supercharge their dreams with their connections, but to send in an invader. Knecht Ruprecht. And Sassley, you find yourself face to face in a dark room with these purple glowing eyes in front of you. The twisting horns of Knecht Ruprecht once more staring down at you. Familiar now, but still terrifying. Knecht is laughing. You've yelled your defiance at him already that you won't be scared at him. And his response was to say, perfect. Then you will play directly into my hands. <laughs> so, little Sassley, what do you think will become of you and your friends? I don't understand the question. Well, you've stopped my plans in Shimmerheim. You've thwarted my agents when they came after the key to what I need. And so we are once more forced to go back to the source of all things, which seems to be your little trio of compatriots. You have not so far felt the full weight of my attention, but I feel that that is slowly changing. And I am afraid that you are beginning to leave me with no choice, but a much more violent solution to my problems. Why do you need us out of this room? What do you need from this room? I don't understand it. What did we ever do to you? We're just students and you just keep on bullying us. I don't know what your plan is, but it's, I mean, it's obviously evil. You are, well, I should say that you were unhappy victims of circumstance that you found yourselves here in this room in this year. 
directly in my pathway. But since then, you've far removed yourselves from any sort of grace I might have given you by your little accidental mm, collision with me and my followers. No, I would say that you firmly planted yourself in our way. And who's to say that my plans are evil? My plans are merely what they are, my own. But you talk like you're an evil villain. You talk so evil. The way you talk make me feel like you're evil. You do not give me a very comforting feeling. Didn't you ever read <laughs> the saying, don't judge a book by its cover? It's ridiculous that I have to defend my See, my that voice makes me feel a little more smooth. I have to say it. But you come and you come with your big horns and you look down on me and you say, you didn't experience my full weight. La la la. And I feel like that's a threat, and that does make not me feel like you are a nice person. That I have to say. Oh, I'm sorry if that felt like a threat. I didn't mean it like that. But, and then suddenly, Connect grows to three times his size, and his hand comes and begins to put pressure on your body, which you feel as if he's swishing you into the ground. And his voice booms out over you in a way that you've never experienced uh. before. And you feel his presence begin to take over this entire room but this little elf is a threat my next move will be none other than to mount a full invasion of Neudrachenberg with all of my power every single one of my armies of Krampine all of my followers and all of our power will be like an arrow point pointed towards your castle so if you don't want your friends and yourself to die, then I suggest you leave the castle at once. Just get out. There's not much else left for you there than death. And while I'm at it, might I mention, and you feel his presence swirling around you, and now it's behind you, grabbing you by the shoulders. Your new friend Dante has made his standing known by the way he acted the other day in Shimmerheim. He hasn't outplayed his usefulness yet, but I promise this. And he whispers in your ear, but it seems to reverberate and make your even your skull shake. Dante will be removed one way or another. Join us and take his place or perish. But what I can most recommend is getting lost for good. What do you want from Dante? What What is his purpose? I don't understand. You leave him alone. He didn't do anything to you. Also, all these students here. Why, why would you kill all of these people? No one did anything to you. You are a very, very angry man because you are stuck in this in this shadow, shadow realm thingy things and you cannot get out of there and that makes you so angry. And there are people here that are good and they never did anything to you. So why would you harm them? Dante is of no meaning to me. But my mistress, she cares for him. And for that reason, he must stay on the board for now. But it won't be long. The Pixie Elves have a powerful innate magic. And for that reason, having a unified leader in front of them, it can only behoove us. But I don't really care who that leader is. So Dante is more or less for me replaceable and he tends to talk too much something that the two of you i would say 
have in common. Communication is key. That's what my dad always said. Think about what I've said. <laughs> do you want to live, little elf, or do you want to die? And you feel, at this point, his voluminous body, which has been holding onto you from behind, begins to wrap around you. And you feel as if this might become physical pain at some point. You feel as if in the real world, you know this isn't real, but you feel that your body might not be able to breathe as he does this. Somehow he is affecting you. But then all of a sudden, he's 10 meters away from you. And you see him, no, his hands dig into the stone of the room around you. And his claws dig into the stone of the wall, one left hand, one right hand, his giant body is being pulled back like a long line of taffy. And just his upper torso and head are there and you see his teeth grit and pain in his eyes and slowly he leaves these painful tear marks in the stone around you. I'm not finished yet. And he is jetted out of the room where he is. Like a genie in a lamp. Huh. Leaving nothing but writhing black claw and hoof marks. You have one last moment of lucidity, one last moment of semi-consciousness before you fall back into actual sleep, Sassly. You can roll potency or deftness to try to wake up. Okay, I try deafness. 13. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Sassly, you feel an inner power within you start to surge out. You feel this awareness. You know that you need to wake up. Something might be wrong in the real world. But as if with a last parting blast of magic, you see a dark form zip towards you and connects voice saying sleep and you fall back asleep no hold on hold on hold on i want to understand <laughs> so uh, no that's me so sassly did not wake up she sleeps again but i'm not in an evil situation anymore yeah you slept into a normal dream like into a normal sleep good Guys, the rest is up to you. I need a rest. <laughs> no. yeah, you're fine. You're sleeping. You're sleeping normally. You hear that? You are fine. <laughs> <laughs> sure, take your time. Sleep a bit. Maybe she's flying with the birds in her dream. Jasper, you were once more in that dark place where you were having a conversation with some sort of voice. What you are sure now is not just a voice, but some sort of person that is maybe trapped in that dark world room, wherever it is. And you were just getting somewhere with that voice before you were ripped out of that dream and face to face with Knecht Ruprecht. You find yourself first in a dark place, face to face with these glowing purple eyes, but then you are in a wooden cabin comfortable rug on the floor burning fire 
in the hearth. Comfortable bookshelves. A rustic cabin getaway. And sitting across from you is Knecht Ruprecht in a cushioned velvet red chair. And there is a cushioned velvet red chair behind you as well. Knecht sits there. He seems maybe smaller than he is in real life, as if in this moment he's made himself closer to a normal human size. Knecht is sitting slightly turned towards the fire with a cup of some kind of warm drink in his hand, a tin cup. He waves to the velvet-cushioned chair and says, You, Shieldless, are always in such interesting places. You are truly stretching the limits of my dream walking. And he looks at you and he says, Please sit. Have a have a seat, Jasper. It's good that we finally met face to face. Slowly sitting down. What is this place? Oh, these are my quarters in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> As you know, I am banished to live there. And I have my comforts. And this is one part of my workshop, where I sit and I do my, my best thinking, I suppose. Well, it's kind of surprising that someone as evil as you seem lives in such a cozy environment. <laughs> well, who doesn't like to feel cozy every now and then? I was expecting a cellar with chains and everything, and dark and cold and nasty. Why would I want to live in a cellar with chains that doesn't even begin to make sense or sound mildly uh, good. Sounds bad. Sounds really not comfortable at all, Jasper. Can I get you something to drink? There's a there's a kettle on, on the fire over it that's beginning to steam. Well, I'm not expecting that you have some hot chocolate. But what do you think I'm drinking right now? And he just makes a tin cup apparate out of the air into his hand and takes the kettle from the fire and pours out a steaming cup of hot chocolate and holds it out to you. Maybe due to the fact that Jasper knows he's dreaming right now and that he is very self-aware of, of the situation, he is comfortable enough to actually go on with him and taking the cup and sitting down. You take it, it's at a very pleasant temperature in your hands. You have the feeling that it might be cold outside this room, but great effort has been gone through to make this room warm and inviting in the moment. Jasper, Knecht is standing now in front of the fire and takes a sip of his drink. I wonder if you even begin to understand where you are when you dream. I didn't recognize it the first time I came to you, but... I think I know now. That dark place. You think I'm evil? You think I'm an evil person? Well, you made such an effort to seem like one. If you all hadn't showed up in our little factory of sorts, we would have never even known. We, you would have been a blip on the map. You were out of the school. You were out of our way. You, we would have never crossed paths. It's not that we had some kind of specific malicious intention against you. We merely have the things that we need to accomplish, and this has been the culmination of hundreds of years of work. So, when a 14-year-old passes your path, you might think, 
that person doesn't fully grasp what you are trying to accomplish. And it's not that we want to do you physical harm. It's just that we want to accomplish our goals at, at any cost. And so removing you is is easier than to explain everything to you. But it doesn't have to be in a harmful way. It, it, it shouldn't have been like that. But I'm afraid that my followers are rather fervent. And I'm afraid that what you walked into was a very combustible situation. Okay. Well, we are actually still trying to figure out what is right and what is wrong, so I, I'm not sure, to be honest. But you just said that you have a feeling of, of for what this place that I'm always dreaming about could be. Yes. Jasper, there are more realms out there than the Shadow Realm and the Material Realm. There are bubbles of realms happening all over the place. Magic is wild and unpredictable. And especially when one travels into the Shadow Realm, you can never be quite sure of what you find. The truly dangerous things in this universe don't live in the Shadow Realm. And they don't live in the Material Realm. They live somewhere else. You might think now of um, a vision that Eric told you about, Jasper, where he traveled to some place that was not the Shadow Realm or the Material Realm and saw some sort of creature with horns and or rather spikes coming out of its eyes and multiple limbs, red and black stripes. We are trying to prepare ourselves for an inevitable battle, an inevitable hardship. And we need access to those places, but they're very hard to get into. If you would allow me to enter that dark place with you, then I think we could resolve all of this without any violence. Well, and Jasper is taking a big sip. <laughs> Let me buy some time. <laughs> can I can I do a, um, a roll on, or can I use any any? How do you say? Proben, Würfelproben. Can I roll on something? You want to roll investigation or, or yeah, for example, yes. Creature trust. <laughs> <laughs> you can either roll investigation to see if you can get a feeling for what I mean. You have to be a little specific with your question, but like yes. what you're trying to find out. But you can, of course, roll investigation, or you can say something and use influence points to try to get a response out of him. I'm I'm trying to figure out because I had certain moments with him where we kind of encountered and had a little talk, yeah. or maybe him speaking. So I want to try and figure out whether or not he sounds truthful for me in a way, or does he sound different in any way? Because before then he was more like threatening me all the way, mm -hmm. and now it's like more of a conversation. I was trying to get the whole of it. So you want to know if he's being honest right now? Yes. When he says that he can resolve this without violence, if you let him tag along with you into this dark place where you're able to go. Yes. What is the dark place where he wants to go? He didn't say that, right? The place where Jasper goes when he dreams. Yeah, this thing that always happens after me falling, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Because first I thought when you or when Knecht talked about it just in a, a minute ago that I had to know it, but I think he was kind of telling me, oh, there could be something that I can now connect. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't actually know what that place is, but Connect seems to recognize it. But it's a place in your dreams, so it's not a real place. 
The thing is, does he actually have control about what we dream or can he just interact in our dreams? I mean, it seems like at some point he always gets pulled back or something takes him out of there. Yes. And I wonder if he has to have like a certain kind of allowance of that person um, to stay in that dream or like to come closer or to not leave or whatever. Yeah, maybe he's more like just the traveler in the dreams and not like, you know, in, in charge of the dreams itself. He did just mention to you, he said, you're stretching the limits of my dream walking. Oh, see? You can ask him about that if you want. Ask him about that. <laughs> I have this great idea. <laughs> can I can I do this, this, this role, which I'm going to fail anyway, I'm sure? Please, take the time. Eventually, we have to roll every now and then, you know. <laughs> Is it a roll on some stat? Like like bookishness or just a... Bookishness, and if you have a bonus to investigation, that as well. Mm, no. It's a 14. With a 14, you get the feeling that, at least on some level, he is telling the truth. It seems that he is legitimately interested in this, and that he it, it would seem to be some sort of solution for him. It might bypass some amount of, of violence. Just by taking another zip? So, to, to get it right, you want to go into my dream or this part of my dream with me in order to find something out that could help you or us or anyone? You know, what I'm able to do is called dreamwalking. It is a rare sort of master skill that I only developed once I permanently moved into the Shadow Realm. And... I can visit the dreams of those in the waking world, uh, in the material realm. But I suppose you've guessed that much. Where you go when you dream, I don't exactly understand the mechanics of it myself, but I would have to guess that through my presence in your vicinity, when I dreamwalk my magical essence, I am allowing you to follow some route of connection that you actually have. You are not fully dreaming in a conventional sense, Jasper. When you visit that dark place, you are going to a real location in a different dimension. And that is a place that's very hard to get to. But I think you could take us there. And I think, although it would be difficult and it would bring me to the edge of my ability. I think I could come with you if you would let me. I think there's someone very dangerous there. And if I would have the chance to be close to them, I think that it would do a lot of good. And I could really just leave you all in peace at that point. My gosh, roll again, investigation. I don't trust <laughs> that guy at all. I don't well, trust him. Well, it's so freaky. I mean, the last time I saw him, he wanted to kill us all. I mean, um, he can tell, you can ask him, you can be like, who is this? I'm not going to do anything without yeah. telling. Trust one hand for another. Well, that sounds weird. One hand for another. One hand don't, for don't another. Suge <laughs> don't suggest that. Let's do a pinky swear. <laughs> so, um, this person that you think that you're going to encounter, I just met him. Who do you think that person is? He sits back down. And he says, Jasper, some individuals in the history of magic are so dangerous that they don't bear talking about. 
You see that the world has forgotten me. It's not that I left some sort of mark on the world. You left a good impression. I am merely trying to right a wrong from millennia ago. Before my time, you understand. But why does somebody get locked up in a prison? One even more remote and dark than my own. If you are being brought to that place against your will, you must ask yourself why. Because you must ask him who, who did lock him in a prison? Who? Jasper takes another zip. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this Connect, bossy. Connect takes a, Connect takes a, a sip as well. <laughs> I want to be honest with you, Knecht. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, sit down. No, he takes out a he takes out a rejuvenating face mask and begins to massage it. Into it's his more like heart. Jasper is calling to Knecht. Well, Knecht, we gotta do some cuts in our you know in our office. So I'm... <laughs> I want to be honest, Knecht. All the time that we are dealing with you right now, it seems like, well, you are in a way our enemy, or in a way that you are trying to achieve something that we not. We not can you know agree on so i'm actually not sure whether i can trust you or not in any way right now well jasper you tried to kill us i didn't try to kill you i never tried to kill you well you, you fellow us i told your friend sassley that she can come to the shadow realm and live it was the others who wanted to kill her yeah, or he said you can also die if you want. Ashley, you again. are not here right now. No, just saying that. That's just me thinking in my dream about the conversation. Jasper heard a voice in his head screaming, <laughs> "Don't do it!" I never wanted to kill any of you. I did threaten you. I wanted you to leave the room. You did. I would have left you alone. You showed up on my doorstep. What was I supposed to do? You led an entire contingent of Monarch agents into my laboratory, began a battle between the elves and the humans, all of which I really would have preferred not to happen, to be quite honest with you. These bouts of violence are circumstantial at best. I gotta say, Knecht, there's, there's a dramatic change in your personality right now. I also think the way he talks to you, he's like, I learned from Sassley, the way I talk is too aggressive, so I just have to switch over. He's like, hello, Eric. It's a good strategy. And Jasper is standing up. I just want to understand what's going on. Well, Jasper, it's no secret. I want to make the Shadow Realm and the Material Realm, one realm once more, like they once were. That you know. Why do I want to do that? I want to make sure that we're prepared for an even greater evil that's coming. Which is? Promise you. As I have mentioned, there are beings in realms beyond these two of great power and danger. If you had a truth-speaking serum, I would take it. This is not a lie. I cannot impart to you the incredible import of what I'm telling you. And one such being is in a place that you can visit when you fall asleep. It would really help me to go there. Say the word, and we can go there now. What can I do? I'm just here in your dreams anyway. Can you promise me something? Of course. 
If I'm going to help you now, even if we don't turn out to be friends in any way, maybe even greater enemies, you owe me a great debt. Connect turns around and says, powerful words. Yes, as they told me. So, you want to offer a wizard's deal? A magician's oath? You wish to be bound together by this? Can I have a quick look in my book, what this is? You remember it. Oh! It's what Sassley did on your very second day of school. Even better. <laughs> words, a promise given with magical intent that binds the two wizards. Basically, magicians can form magical connections. And if they form those connections at the same time conversely, that's what creates this kind of wizard's oath, which Sassley did with Charles LeMay back on her second day of school, who ended up being Izadva. Sassley would have gotten turned into a bunny for at least a period of time if she had failed in her duty there. Clever. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's something I'm intending right now. How about this, Jasper? I will not raise a hand to harm you. None of my followers will raise a hand to harm you. And my friends. Or your friends. If we go to that place right now, together. The suspense is killing me. Jasper looks into his mug. Oh, there's the very last sip. (laughs) 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 He finishes that sip while looking into the fire. You know, the light glancing in his eyes. But what happens if he doesn't keep it? What happens? Is he turning into a bunny then? You don't know. Consequences, do we have to declare them or? Yeah, I mean, please talk about that beforehand. Sorry, me being a German, read the contract. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You have to clean up my room for a week. (laughs) Right now, the terms from his side are if he or any of his followers raise a hand against you, then you can say something. I wasn't prepared for something like this. I'm so sorry. Well, whatever consequence he's going to say, I guess, might cause Knecht to rethink if that's worth it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Can you say then you die? Can you say then we return back to this point and nothing happened? But we will have that knowledge or, you know, something like that. Or is that too powerful? I, I don't know. I mean, like in Harry Potter, he, he would die. I don't follow the terms. You can say you die to him if you think that oh i don't i don't need him to die maybe he wants it i don't i don't trust that i don't trust anyone or anything i so the terms are going to be if you are going to break this promise then i will make you forget everything you ever knew even your purpose in life interesting counter If you or any of your three friends raise an arm against me and my followers, then you will forget everything. And by this we have a mutual contract that we cannot attack each other. Peace. Peace for the foreseeable future. Now he's asking two things from you. Because he's asking you to bring him to that person and 
the terms are okay, but then you don't harm us. Now he's like, you bring me to that person and you also don't interfere with us or harm us. He's a shark. He's a shark. Well, new terms require new terms. Well, do you know what? And Jasper sits down in the chair again. I don't know you. I don't, I don't know anything, actually. So many things happened the last two weeks. I mean, just three weeks ago, I didn't even know that I could do this kind of magic stuff. So maybe I don't know if I should know something, I shouldn't know something, I should forget something. What I'd know is actually the right or the wrong. So what is it where I belong anyway? So I think that's not such a great harm. And then he looks into his mug, but it's empty. Hmm, disappointing. And then he looks to Knecht and says, I can agree on that. All right. We shall not attack you, and you shall not attack us. And you will take me to that dark place where you can go in your dreams. And then he holds out his long white fingers to you for a handshake. After hesitation, Jasper looks to the hand, looks to Knecht, and reaches out his hand for a handshake. In the moment where your hands touch, you feel a surge of magic bind you and Knecht. And it feels like a twisting and a warping. And then Knecht says, Off we go. And you two are spiraling through the darkness. You have left Neudrachenberg, uh, at least with your consciousness, and you are hurtling through the Shadow Realm. And king, 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 you land in this dark place. Knock, knock, knock. Anybody home? Oh, no. It can't be. No, this is not right. This is not right. <laughs> I've found you, Skeevius. Come here, you dog. And you hear... This bubble evaporates. You see a laboratory in the distance, right outside Shimmerheim. You have been right in front of Skevius Macrevius's laboratory. And this bubble of blackness that was there has incinerated now. And you kind of at one point see this dream, Knecht Ruprecht, merge into one body with the actual physical Knecht Ruprecht. Thank you, Jasper. That was incredibly instrumentally helpful. I can't thank you enough. In his hands, he holds a man that you recognize from the photograph with all of these scientists, including your mother and Skevius Macrevius. No. No. What? Ah, stop it. Let go of me. <laughs> go to sleep, Jasper. What are you doing? Your consciousness is sent hurtling back towards your body where you are asleep in Neujachenberg. You have a moment of lucidity before you fall back asleep. 
means you have one last moment before Connect Magic puts you back into a fitful, normal sleep, but you can try to wake up in this moment. Something might not be right in the real world right now. You can roll potency or deafness to try to wake up. Deafness. It's a two. You drift back into sleep. A normal dream. Although perhaps colored by your recent experience. Eric has flashes of imagery as his eyes roll around in his head, his left cheek smushed to the cold nighttime grass. Uh, his consciousness is strung out in Maurice Fulivre's magic spell. Some of it stuck oddly a few moments ago, some of it traveling back in space back to him, some of it already rushing back into him, trying to return him back to full life. Eric, you see a flash of Loris, his eyes glowing purple, laying in the middle of his room in a metallic runic circle and the blue touchstone in his outstretched hands. The mess of the room is cleared away, and you see his disorganization was cleverly concealing this ritualistic circle all along. Eric, you see yourself hitting the ground again. You see dark tendrils twisting within the pathway of Loris's magic. As Loris awakens from his trance, Eric sees these dark tendrils explode out of the barrier of Neudrachenberg, banishing it away. Eric, you catch glimpses of Loris running. You feel in this semi-conscious state, your own body being dragged across the cold grass of the lawn. But you're not quite able to wake up. Eric, you come to deep in the hedge maze outside of Neudrachenberg. Your face is held in some kind of rictus shape. You can't quite move your muscles or form words correctly. You feel the stiffness. A spell has been placed on you. A strange goo seems to be holding you to the side of the hedge maze where your feet don't quite reach the ground. Your violin bow and wand are on the opposite side of the pathway and standing in front of them a few feet away is Loris Fulivre. Holtzforma. He holds in his hand what appears to be an antique sword. You realize that this sword is made of wood. It's his wand. <sighs> Loris is panting and turns around. Oh, <laughs> you're awake. <laughs> Hello, Eric. Hello. Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, very useful spell, still visage. <laughs> it um, makes it a bit harder to move the face muscles. Just a little precaution, mind you. Uh, <laughs> um, in any case, I am really so sorry that um, we are in this position. Uh, you see, I, I just... I wanted you uh, to be away uh, from where you were, but I didn't want to actually ever have to do this kind of thing. I really, I like you, and I like your friends, and I think you're great, and you're great 
um, friends for my students. So this is so unfortunate that we find ourselves uh, here like this. So here's the thing. Um, I'm going to release the magic on your face so that we can talk normally. Um, but if you scream, I'm going to stab you with this sword. Um, and that's just how that's going to happen. Um, so please don't do that. And um, we can have a conversation where we're all just going to walk out of this totally fine. Does that sound okay? Can I move my head, I guess? Yeah, <laughs> you can move your head. Yeah, yeah. It's a slight nod. Eric's nodding just a bit. Perfect. Okay. Loris undoes this magic. Now, chronologically, this is before Jasper's deal. Mm-hmm. It better be. It's an important edition. <laughs> so, uh, yes. I'm afraid I've been channeling a little shadow magic here into the castle, which is, um, yes, of course, um, you're not supposed to do that. Um, but, uh, you see, I, uh, uh just believe me, it's, it's been a long process, and it, I would like it if you and your friends would not be, uh, uh, in the way here. So, let's, let's find a way that, uh, you and me, uh, can, can move past this, hmm? Move past this. He, he looks down himself with this goo that keeps him at place. Looks towards the castle. I'm really interested in hearing anything resembling an idea of how we could get out of this smoothly. Well, Eric, here's the thing. I think that um, if it was to come out that I was the one um, letting shadow creatures into the castle and just generally causing a bit of, of uh, chaos, that would be bad and uh, it would uh, just waste a lot of careful planning it would uh, waste uh, a lot of opportunities and i think that we should avoid it if we can um now uh what i need you to do is just not to tell anybody that i in fact am the one doing these things and i propose that uh we just make a little deal um in which we will both benefit uh, and that you will not tell anybody that I am the one doing these things. Aha. Uh -huh. So, so just um, if for me to get it right, um, the the consequence of me, just as I'm hanging here right now, of me not going to say yes to anything will result in you using that wonderful sword you have in your hand. Hmm? As I promised, this is a very, very last. I don't want to use this. This is a very last resort kind of thing, um, just in case I need to make a run for it. But of course, if you try to out me in this very moment, uh, then I have very few options left. Uh, that amount of trouble I cannot afford. I quite simply can't, Eric. You, you, you can't afford it. No, I can't. I can't afford it. Just why exactly are you doing all of this? I mean, not, not me here hanging at the wall. That I get. Well, Eric, I made a mistake years ago. I've been trying to justify ever since then. And in fact, it was a student just like yourself that I did not support properly. And I've been paying for that sin ever since. And I do not want to repeat that mistake. I am afraid I am in quite a bit too deep now to turn back. Uh, if I want to help that person or 
help myself in any way. So, here's what I propose. A quick little deal between you and me. So, I think that uh, you and your friends are quite close with Leela and uh, her friends. Yes? Uh, and they're really lovely. I really like them all, actually. And um, here's what I propose. You will uh, not tell or even hint that I am the one doing anything bad here. And uh, if you don't do that, then I will not immediately send Leela and her friends to the Shadow Realm. Uh, you see, uh, it would be a big waste of resources if I had to do that. But if everyone finds out who I am, then it doesn't really matter. So how about that? You don't tell anybody about me, and I don't send Leela and Tylo and Sweet Newton off to the Shadow Realm. And look, that's a non-magical promise. There's no magic involved. That is the little promise right there. But I do need a little bit of magic involved so that I can tell that you don't lie. So here's the magical part of the promise. You will not tell, hint, give any sort of sign that I am the one doing anything here in Neudrachenberg dealing with the Shadow Realm. And if you break that promise, then as long as your bear shield friends are in the Shadow Realm, you will no longer be able to hear music. You will begin to lose heart in your faith, and you will lose your taste for magic. See? So, easy. You don't tell anybody, and uh, then nothing bad happens. And the most important thing is that if you break this kind of promise magically, then uh, I will know immediately. Immediate boom-boom repercussions, see? So everything works out. But if you don't say anything, we all just go about our business normally. Doesn't that sound like a good deal, Eric? And I'll give you back your, your wand, and I'll let you just return to your room. So, do we have a deal? So, just, just to get it right. Because you failed one student in the past, you decide to potentially damn the lives and the essence of a person's being, not just one, but overall four more students. Did I count that right? Well, I have some more sway in the Shadow Realm than I used to, so at least I can guide these students maybe to an even safer future than they'd have if I let everything continue normally now. These are events beyond my control, Eric. I don't think you quite understand the tide of what is coming. You quite simply will not be able to stop what is coming. I've accepted that. Uh, but I can protect the people that I've promised to protect. And I can try to find my own kind of personal salvation. Uh, and that's exactly what I'm attempting to do. And what I'm attempting to do right now is give you an easy out from any sort of worse fate. You know, I always thought that being forgotten is bad. You just raised the benchmark quite a bit. That's something I suppose I'll have to live with, Eric. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that you'll manage to do that. It doesn't exactly look like you are really sad about it. You don't know the burdens I've had to bear in my lifetime. You don't know the sadness that I felt. Ah, uh, no, I don't. I don't think that you're going to share it so I can understand it. But fine, that's just me, I guess. I hope that you never have to feel the weight of abject failure, crushing not just you, but the ones that you care about. 
But should that day come, I assume you will remember this talk. The time is of the essence, Eric. Do we have a deal? He holds his hand out towards you. I need a moment to think. I mean, look on the bright side. You and Leela, you aren't even a couple. So just let her go to Shadowrun. Let her go. Let her go. Let her go. That doesn't go anywhere anyway. <laughs> I need to think a bit of a stretch right now. And I need an honest answer from my magician master right now. Yes, sir. If I'm going to take the contract, yeah, everything that I do in the times to come mm -hmm. that might hint towards what he did, blah, 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 that will cause me to suffer the negative effects he just described, correct? Yes. Yeah. It, just if these people, these three bear shielders, are in the Shadow Realm, you will suffer these negative effects. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to be clear, this is only if you purposefully try to get other people to know that Loris has something to do with it. From from that point on out, right? That's right. If I were to do something now mm -hmm. and someone stumbles across that in the future to come, would that count? Before you take the contract? Yeah. No. Okay. I guess it's it's pretty late, late in the night. Pretty early to morning, I was the last one watching over the sleep, as I recall correctly. That's right. It's about four in the morning. Four in the morning. Four, five in the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Peggy Sheffin tends to do her classes in the maze. I would like to use my master skill. Okay. My word bubble. Your word bubble. I can leave a message at a point that lasts for about four hours. That's right. 30 words or less. I can do that three times a day. I don't know where in this wonderful maze I am, but I am somewhere. I would like to write down that message first. Okay, yeah, makes sense. All I can say, guys, is when I wake up, I kick you both asses. Like, both of your asses. You don't even know. I just, wait. I just don't know anything. I did not do a deal. And Sassley is determined to bring down Knecht. At any cost. And she also never trusted Louise Believe that you both will have to hold her back to Jasper to just talk uh, about your situation. You don't know who is in with Knecht. And if we harm someone that we don't even know is like part of that group. But you know what? Sassy is determined to bring if them down. If one person anyway. breaks one side of the contract, then the whole contract is broken. So if you attack first, then the contract is broken and Connect can still attack you. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every time I encounter an enemy, I ask him, do you belong to Connect before I attack you? <laughs> no, Nadine, but when I was in the dream, my head was telling me no, but my body was telling me yes. It's like an epilogue where you go to the graveyard with flowers. Should <laughs> Jasper and Eric... Well, no, she's, no she, flies, year. <laughs> she flies to the graveyard with her flowers. She flies off till next year. You said I'm stuck in goo at the maze wall, right? Yeah. My hands are as well, I suppose? Up to the elbows. Trying to pull the old, I just really have to sneeze and then leaving a secret magic message. <laughs> uh... I just need to tell you that Lori's Fleever is secretly the evil guy, I think it. Choose! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I accept your deal. 
<laughs> I don't even think that I need to keep that secret if I make it smart because I can make it in three bubbles. That helps. Three times a day you can do it. That's true. Yeah. Do I need to specify for the bubble for who that is? With an intention, but you don't have to like, you don't have to be like, Peggy Schaffen! You can just be like, I would say actually you can leave it for someone specific or you can leave it generally. Okay. Um, just because it's important, could I leave the message and exclude someone? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so I assume you are excluding Luis Felipe. Exactly. And I will need to make three bubbles. I see that. Brock is going to stumble on this. <laughs> oh, I may. Um, that's fine for me. Actually, that, that boy could actually help us in this situation. Yeah. I mean, it depends on who's going to be deep in the middle of this maze between 8 and 9 in the morning, because that's how much time you have. It's, it's the best plan I got, because, to be honest, I can't refuse the deal. I can't. What bubble one? As, as I hang there. You're just saying this as you hang there in front of him. He's, he's looking at you with his hand out. Mr. Fulivre. Yes. What bubble end? Uh-huh. Okay. If I got that right, I'm not supposed to tell anyone, or especially, what bubble, telling Ross Ehrenmann, what bubble end? <laughs> okay. That you are, next and last word bubble, put students in danger, world bubble end. And as long as I keep my mouth shut, we are fine. The way I, I wanted to sort it, because if I have to locate them... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would be first the one with Mr. Fulivre, then the one students are in danger. Mr. Fulivre, students are in danger. Tell Ross Ehrenman. Leaving the ing out. Tell Ross Ehrenman. Okay. You do that. These are small word bubbles. A little bit of magic escapes you. Just eight words. I mean, I will roll a little roll for him, but I think this is a very, yeah, easy. A little bit of magic escapes you. You you mask it. This is your master skill, uh, and we hold to that. So these words float down the maze a little ways. They can't travel too far away from you, but a little ways away in the order that you wish. And Larissa says, yes, and reaches out to grab your hand. Kinda calm that he didn't catch that. <laughs> yep. He rolled a he rolled a six to catch it, so he he really did fail. Yeah. I'll I'll take the hand. That's the only thing I can do. And boy, do I hate it. You feel a twist as your word binds to his word, and magical intention connects you to Loris Fulivre, the secret trader in the midst of Nijakenberg. Well then, uh, sorry about the goo, and he takes his his wand reverts from a sword back into a wand and this goo kind of back into his wand it's a little gross but you drop to the ground um and he picks up your your violin bow and your violin case and hands them back to you gingerly now eric i hope this doesn't affect your studies all right after all now we're all back to normal and uh, we're going to have as much of a great school year as we possibly can Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, and then he reaches into his robe pocket and pulls out a small silver seed. I don't know how you got this, but um, I'm afraid I'm going to have to keep it. <gasps> Best of luck with everything, and uh, see you tomorrow, I suppose. And he 
exits further towards the back of the maze, towards the stables, so that he can get out towards the bear shield, leaving you alone without Holda's blessing. Ah. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> oh Our magician master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Our theme song is by Aaron Richards, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Our cover art is by Pascal Genet. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in to another week of JK We're Rolling, your other, other Wizarding World podcast option and we're so glad that you did i think we can all agree that things are getting pretty intense around here and we hope that you're enjoying it as much as we are we are deep in the mud now and we love getting a little dirty while you're waiting for our next episode to grace the scene you can always check us out on our social medias uh send us a message there say hello uh drop a comment under whatever we've posted most recently uh we'd love to hear from you and you can support the show on patreon.com slash jk we are rolling to get some little extras we did drop some sneak previews of some character art uh just this week a little easter gift and we have more on the way uh we'd like to go ahead and shout out all of our our friends of podcasts like Dial M for Magic, our 20s-themed Prohibition-era magic mystery podcast. Of course, there is our sister podcast, Allegedly D&D Pod Horizons Point. That's It's not, the words are not always in that order, but you, you know what I mean, because Allegedly Pod is where to find them on their socials. If you haven't checked out their mini-series, The Defectors, I can highly recommend. It was a lot of fun, some great world-building. And, of course, our friend Nate Huntley, a.k.a. Fredly, Mary Nature Spring. You can find all of his comedy projects on YouTube at Argyle Gargoyle. The best way that you can support us here, of course, is just by keep on tuning in, listening in, tell a friend, tell a family member. As things are really ramping up here and I think getting quite interesting, now's a great time to tell somebody about us and say, hey, have you checked these guys out? I tell you what, I just listened to episode six of uh, our podcast from two years ago, and uh, our audio quality has improved. So it's, it's only going uphill from here, folks. Thanks for spreading the word, and thank you so much for being here. And that's it for this week, folks. So in the meantime, remember to keep your head, brain sharp, and your wand at the ready. But this little elf is a threat. The eagle. <laughs> sorry, I see you laughing, Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, stay in character, Michael. Make it super evil. <laughs> and Sassy <super> shakes. <laughs> He's super scared. Please go on.